Todd Coconato with the Remnant Godcast, and this is a very special segment today because I have a guest that has played a huge part in my life over the years, and the reason I say that is I attended his church and ministry, and uh, it affected my life. His teaching has been impactful, and I speak for many, many others who can say the same thing. It's the Pastor Mel Ayers and his wife Desiree of In His Presence Church in the San Fernando Valley, Woodland Hills. Pastor Mel, welcome to the show. Hey, Todd, good to hear your voice, man. Um, you're out there in Nashville, and I'm back here in L.A. <laughs> yes, sir, and, and we love L.A. We have a heart for L.A. and California, and, uh, you know, there's many reasons why I would want to have you on the show today, but we are uh, in the middle of what they're calling a pandemic. Many people are fearful in our nation. There's many different things going on. And you have been a beacon of light. My wife and I have been watching the services and in his presence. You actually added on services in this time. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what's been going on in there, and then we'll lead up to what just happened at the church. Yeah, well, once this thing started, you know, uh, we were like everybody else. We go, wow, there's a virus, and, you know, we certainly are respectful of what people are saying and everything. But the more it went on, you know, uh, I kept checking world meter and it gives you up to the second, uh, information. That's right. And we kept seeing that the fatality rate was like less than 1%. Yes. And that 95% recover. That's right. And have mild conditions and everything. I thought, okay, let's just keep watching it. But it never changed that much. In fact, it seemed like it, the fatality rate got lower and lower. Yes. And then when they shut down all the businesses and all the everything going on, we thought, wow, there's something else to this. Hmm. And uh, you know, I'm not I'm not real political. I've been through I've been through fifteen different presidential elections and we've still got basically the same kind of problems. We're in debt as a country and right. and uh, you know, there's racism and it, we, nothing's changed that much except the only thing that's kept it together is that we get to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. You know, the Lord blesses us because we preach the gospel and we win souls and we make disciples and, you know, our trust and faith is in him. So the more, the more it happened, Todd, uh, and then when they shut down everything, I just, I just thought, wow, I don't know what's going on here, but we're not, they, you know, the mayor started trying to tell us to, we should not gather and all this kind of thing. And so we, we complied. We kept it to 250. We added another service so that we could comply with his wishes and everything. And yeah. they could have six feet apart. And we have a pretty big sanctuary. It seats a thousand people. That's right. So we, we were able to do that. And then uh, they, they put it down to 10. And then. I don't even know what it is now. I don't know if you can go out of your house or not. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they um, they called me. We we're going to keep the church open because, you know, people think that you come in and hear the praise and worship and you get a good word and then you go home. Right. And that's great, but that's not just why the church gathers. Yeah. The church gathers that the body can connect. That's right. The body can come in and honor the head, who is Jesus Christ. Yes. 
Yeah. If the body doesn't connect, you'll just have a bunch of people out there wandering around and they, they won't know what to do in life because yeah. they're now a part of the body of Christ. That's right. So we know that we need to be together. So we kept the church doors open. Then the district attorney called me uh, Wednesday around five o'clock. Our service starts at seven. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've, gotten some blowback from people that you're being irresponsible and blah, 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 blah. Right. And uh, we understood where they're coming from. Yeah. But, we, I mean, we're we're seeing people healed here. Yes. We, we don't see them getting sick here. That's right. They're healed. And we've seen tumors uh, come off bodies. We've seen people healed of fourth stage cancer. We've seen a lot of healing and miracles here. Yes. And so we don't really think like that. We think, man, come on in here. If you're sick, come in here. Because, uh, you know, by his stripes we were healed. That's right. And so she called me and got mad at me. And I said, look, we have First Amendment rights. I mean, it's in the Constitution. We have a right to assemble peacefully. And she said, no, you don't. And uh, I said, what are you talking about? She said, when the mayor gives an order in something called a pandemic, they have a right to override that. And I I know that they, you can contest that. Yeah. I know that they're just saying that. Yeah. So is, it, is this uh, ja- Jackie Lacey, yeah. the, the L.A. City District Attorney? Is it the L.A. City? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, L.A. City uh, Assistant District Attorney called. Got it. And she, she got all mad, and I said, look, you know, uh, I just believe we have a right to assemble, and we're going to have church tonight. She goes, well, good luck with that. Mm. Slams the phone down. Mm. And, uh, you know, about an hour later, five policemen are outside our church. And, wow. You know, they come up with, they, they like to show us, you know, some strength and a force, you know, and they've got their cop cars out there. And it's in broad daylight. And, you know, people are coming in for the service. And mm. they said, uh, you know, we're going to write you up. We're going to give you a fine. And we're going to shut your water and power down. Oh, my goodness. If you, have, if you have church tonight. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And they threatened us with shutting it all down. You know, I thought, well, I could contest this. But I'm in California. The chances of getting a conservative judge yeah. is almost nil. That's right. And I need my water and power for live streaming if we have to shut down. Yeah. And so I went and told the people, you know, we, we have to shut it down tonight. Mm. And uh, I called my lawyer today. And, you know, he just said, you know, this it's going to be over soon. I don't think it's going to be to your advantage to try to spend all your money and, you know, fight this. Right. And so, you know, that's where we're at. We're, so we're going to be live streaming. Okay. And make the most of it. And I know that God will use that for our good. Yes, yes. And you said a couple of things. So one of the things, uh, I think of the scripture that says, do not forsake the assembling together of the brethren, you know. and. Yeah. And, uh, and to me, that really applies now. Now, I've, I've gotten the same blowback that you did, Pastor Mel, where, you know, at first I was saying, man, I, I look at the church and as an essential place. I mean, uh, you know, it's really the backbone of the country, you know, or at least it should be, right? I mean, the Bible says to be the head, not the tail. So, you know, if we were in our proper order as the body, we should technically be leading the country uh, spiritually. And, uh, you know, as the church, uh, you know, to me, it's essential. Now, I understand both sides, and I'm sure you do as well. I understand the fact that, you know, some people have said, well, you know, what if people get infected and then they're going to be pointing fingers at the church? And, um, you know, I get all those things. And I'm not against pastors that made those difficult decisions. In fact, I've spoke with many. I'm sure you probably have too. And I, I really have a lot of compassion for pastors because I know this is a very difficult 
decision. But what I think yeah. in the end of the day is, is we really should be able to have to make that decision as the shepherd, the pastor should be able to make that decision. And, and ultimately the people can also make the decision, uh, you know, whether or not they want to attend, because you mentioned the constitution and, uh, you know, the other thing that we believe is, as Christians is, is that the Bible says, if you lay hands on the sick and pray for them in the name of Jesus, you know, they're going to be healed. So we're in, we're in a, in a health pandemic situation where people are ill and, you know, I really believe that this is the time for us to practice what we believe, right? Am I, am I wrong about that, Pastor Mel? What do you think? No, you know, Todd, let me say something. People always, always have opinions, and we understand that, and they have sides that they take, but God's always right. Yes, sir. Yes. There's no such thing as God being wrong. Yes. When he says, don't forsake the assembly, there's so much more to that than you could ever figure out. Mm. He's already gone ahead a thousand years and seen where we would be, and he wrote that, and that's for us to obey. It's not for us to you know, try to figure out, does it fit into this? Yes. He said, don't forsake the assembling of the brethren as you see the day approaching. Mm. The next verse is, for if you sin willfully, you will not find that Jesus is going to come back and down a cross for you again. Mm. There'll, yeah. be no, there'll be nowhere for you to go. So he's inferring that you're going to fall into sin. Yeah. You're going to fall away if you do not assemble. Yes. Because the body must assemble. I'm not my old man. Hmm. I'm, I'm a new creation in Christ. That's right. That's and right. his way is to assemble because we need to be connected. The arm needs to be connected to the shoulder. The hand needs to be connected to the arm. That's where we're strongest. Yes. We're not strong when we're disconnected and you're going to get in trouble. Yeah. And so that's why we kept our doors open. Yes. And it, so, you know, it is what it is, and we're just going to do the best we can. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's just crazy days. The people are insane, Todd, but God is good all the time. <laughs> that's right. And you, this has been a, a wild year because if, if I remember correctly, I saw you praying when the fire was coming towards your house only a few months back. Is that right? Yeah, no, the fire was, uh, you know, uh, coming towards my house, and we had been out there pleading the blood of Jesus over our property, and uh, everybody was having to be evacuated. Wow. Um, and they're, they're coming through the neighborhoods, evacuated, evacuate. My wife is saying we have to evacuate, and I said, well, that's for people that don't have the options we have. <laughs> yes. Because I have a God who answers prayer. That's right. And so I was standing out there. The fire came up to within one foot of my backyard mm. and stopped. Mm. It never touched a blade of grass. Yeah. Because we had been praying. That, yeah, I'd been reading that morning about Jesus on the boat and speaking to the waves. Yes. Yes. That's what it is. And the people, when they got to shore, they're asking the question, who is this man? That's right. who speaks to the wind and the waves. And special faith came over me. You know, it's one of the gifts of the Spirit, Yes, which is special faith. It came all over me, and I began to cry and say, who is this man that speaks to the fire and the smoke? Wow. wow. And I felt God all over me. I began to speak to that fire. And then that fire was coming at 100 yards every three seconds. Wow. It yeah. stopped immediately, 
and never moved. <laughs> I mean, the picture, I think it went viral. Uh, you know, you were literally standing there and the fire was coming up your the back of your house. And you looked like a monster. It was unbelievable. And, and, and yet it never touched your house. You pled the blood of Jesus over your property. It did not touch yep. your house. And I think, you know, in full circle, you know, that reminds me of where we're at right now. Because, again, I feel like Jesus is in the boat for our, in our nation as the church. Yeah. He's in the boat. He may be sleeping right now. We may be looking at, a, at an amazing-sized storm that looks scary. Yeah. And, you know, it, it seems impossible. But uh, if anything, I know from what you've taught, Pastor Mel, is, is that we will get through this. This, too, shall pass. And if we speak to the mountain, even with the faith of a mustard seed, that mountain will move in Jesus' name. Yeah. 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 You know, people are afraid because, not because of the death rate. People are afraid because of their projections. That's right. They're listening to, oh, this is going to get you. It's going to go all over and it's going to get you and kill you. Mm. And you got to get inside and stay inside and be safe. Yeah. Well, you know, Jesus already addressed that when he went to his disciples after he rose from the dead. They were all shut up in a house. They were afraid that the Jews were going to kill them. Hmm. He walked through the walls in his glorified body and said, get out of this house, get up to the upper room and get you the Holy Ghost and fire and go into all the world. Yes, yes. And that's what he's expecting the church to do is stop quarantining yourself. Wow. Stop being afraid. You need some fire. You need to be a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost and get out there and win the world. People are dying. There's something worse than a, than a virus. Yes. There's eternity. Yes. And there's hell. And we've got to get out there and win as many people as we can. This is that opportunity. I see a tremendous possibility for harvest right now. People are hungry. They're confused. They're concerned. But they know that there is an answer. There's a void. And Jesus is the ultimate void filler. And he can fill that void. He can give us a peace that passes understanding. Uh, the yep. Holy Spirit is the wonderful, mighty counselor. And uh, wow. So, Pastor Mel, I know you're a busy man, but before we get uh, through this segment here, I just wanted to, for somebody out there tonight who's, you know, fearful or they're afraid or they've lost hope or they're depressed, you know, what, what is your message for them tonight? Well, if you're talking about this virus, I wanna, there's not one person in the sound of my voice that hasn't already overcome something worse than mm. a virus. Mm. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he never stops. But the Lord's come to give you life, and life more abundantly. Yes. You've already overcome something worse than this. Have no fear. Perfect love, God's love for you, died on a cross, paid for all your sin. The Bible says that he took your sickness and disease on himself, on the cross. Yes. And so you need to put your faith and trust in Jesus. Yes. Now what happens is you lose your time in the Word of God, and your faith starts to wane. Wow. And pretty soon fear will come in when it sees that faith is not there. Yes. You just need to get back in the Word of God and begin to confess those scriptures. He, he tells us uh, that, will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. If we'll meditate in the Word day and night, night and day. Yes. We'll be strong like a tree planted by the rivers of water, and our leaf will not wither. Wow. Even in the dry season. 
Yes. Even when it's not right out there, we'll be good. Hmm. Jesus is on your side. If he's for you, no one can successfully stand against you. You just have to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And that means be strong in the word of God. Yes. So I pray that in the name of Jesus, yes, Lord. that God will speak to you, yes. that the Holy Spirit will arrest you and stop you in your tracks and stop you from losing your focus and bring a fire that makes you intentional about preaching Jesus Christ to the world yes, Lord. and get focused again as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Yes. You're a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he has a hold of you. You have nothing to fear. That's right. well, I just thank you for that, Father, for boldness yes. and courage. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much, Pastor Mel. How can people find you and watch your live stream services? I know they're going to be powerful. How can they find you and follow you? Well, they can, they can just join us at inhispresencechurch.org, you know, in his presence church LA, and uh, just see us right online and go to our website, and we'd love to have you. And I, 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 I would say, please comment so I can find out what you're thinking. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so we love you, Todd. Hey, hey I'm just so glad. I haven't seen you since you had your your baby. I know. We, we got to come out and visit you, Pastor Mel. I'm going to end this segment and then hold on for one second. We just want to thank you for tuning in this segment of the Remnant Godcast and uh, Pastor Mel airs. You can find him at ihpchurch.org or the different websites that he just gave. He's a powerful man of God in Woodland Hills, California. Thank you, Pastor Mel. We'll be right back. Yeah.